Hello and welcome to the 48th episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Green, joined as always by my wonderfully talented co-host, Dave Latham. Dave. How's it going, everybody? Our positivity podcast works. The Red Sox won three in a row. World Series back on. As you notice, I introduced you as talented. I think that's the first time I've ever done that. I mean, do you really need Positive. to? It speaks for itself. <laughs> it does, yeah. It's, just, it's very omnipresent in this podcast. Uh, also joining us is, is uh, Chris Strozine, our lovely co-host and producer. So, Chris, say hi. I'm angry Enthusiastically. Today. No, I'm angry today. Why are you mad? We just won three in a row. Well, let me tell you a personal story. If I may. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my wife's boss is like, "Hey, I have two tickets for you to go see the Red Sox tomorrow night, meaning Tuesday night. Uh, they're like front row, first base side, apparently. This is what I'm being told. And guess who's in a manager conference for two days for work? Guess who's uh... quitting their job? I was like, so, so my, my conference is in Boston, and I was like, I think I might get sick at like 6 o'clock, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, of all the days of the year, like this doesn't happen, it happens once every six months that I have this two-day thing, and it just oh, happens to gosh. be that she gets these nice tickets, and I'm like, all right. Oh. Does, does, does her company get a lot tickets a lot, or is this like a one-shot thing? It's just like a one-thing, one-off thing. Oh. Uh, Chris, I'm, so, so I'm, I'm sorry. Angry. I'm, I'm, I'm angry tonight. You should put a sad trombone in front of this, too. I, I could. You could. You could. I mean, you have that power. And and back with us today, uh, he's been a, a guest before. He writes for Red Sox Unfiltered, and uh, he's a great Twitter follow. Perry, say hi. Hello, everyone. I appreciate the Twitter shout-out, and I am less angry than Chris because the Red Sox have decided to win games. But yeah, Perry, I, I don't know why I said you were a great Twitter follower. You obviously are, but drop your handle for the listeners if they want to find you. Uh, I think it's at Dominici Perry, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-I, for those not familiar with my last name. And uh, yeah, you'll just see a lot of stuff that might make you laugh or just make you unfollow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great sale. Great yeah, sale. Great, great, yeah. Great sale. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble. I know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> So, um, obviously, last week we did our positivity episode when nothing was going well. The Red Sox were at the bottom of the barrel. Things looked like it was just heading to a black hole and nothing was ever going to get better. But then we dropped our positivity episode and we had this stupid optimism, even though it was really hard and kind of ironic. But it was still optimism nonetheless. And now the Red Sox case, uh, we don't want to take the credit for this, but we're going to take the credit for this. Um, yeah, definitely guys, should. Definitely yeah. should. I'm taking my I mean, it, We're the reason we won the World Series last year. It's not a coincidence they won it the year we started the site. No, and I honestly, I think as long as we're in existence, which hopefully will be until, I'm saying 2085 is a good time to retire the site. That's fair, yeah. I'm yeah, probably fair. not live until 2085. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. That's, that's a dark go way to start. Diet. Yeah. You gotta go to the top ready diet, Dave. Fun fact, me and my fiance did try that. Like we bought the we bought his book. We ate two meals and they were so disgusting we quit. <laughs> my my um, dad actually does a variation of it. I don't know how the man does it. My dad lost fifty pounds doing it. I don't know, it's absolutely healthy for you, but you either need to like, you know, sell your children to pay for the meals or just suffer. Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll just die young. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. That is a fair point. Um, but yeah, these games this weekend, while they were very momentous, and I think it, they were obviously much needed, but they were all very close games. The first one was two runs. It was one run. It was 6-5 on, on Saturday, and then it was 4-3 extra inning win. Um, 
Guys, I, I want to talk about this series a little bit. I want to get your general thoughts on it. So I'm, I'm going to start with you, Dave. What, what do you think this what, – what do you think that, that this is a sign of, of good things to come for the Red Sox? And what were you most impressed with and encouraged by in the series? I, I do think this is a sign of good things to come because this team has so much talent. I don't think it's a 108-win team like it was last year, even if we start off on a good note. But I do think this team has what it takes to be one of the serious contenders in the league, and they're starting to show some signs of life. Uh, the best takeaway from this, I'd probably say it was the team's ability to continuously rally back and just kind of never say never. Because the starters, they, they were fine by the most part, but the bullpen had its struggles. But despite that, the offense just kept on battling back. Chavis, of course, had his huge double, and I think it was Ben Intendi had the uh, game Grand with slam. Fly the other night. Yeah, no, Grand that's Vasquez. Slam. That was Vasquez. Vasquez. Yeah, that's Vasquez. Vasquez, bro. Don't sleep. That was Vasquez. Had a great series. Yeah. Christian Vasquez, the greatest hitter in baseball. How could I forget? <laughs> Not only did he do that, obviously, but he had the game-winning pickoff on Saturday, which was one of the coolest ways to end a game. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened. How he suddenly transformed into like P. Jorge Posada, but. Yeah, I mean, we were all reeling from the Blake, the Blake Swihart uh, day, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but then Christian Vasquez comes out and be like, hey, guys, this is what I can do. I'm a Hall of Fame catcher, not Sandy Leone. And, yeah, it's been it's been fun to watch. He, uh, he's, uh, he already has four home runs, which is, like, one more than he had all of last year, right? In the regular yeah, season. and his, his season high is five, so, you know, he'd be hard to not tie it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a gape on April, what is it, 23rd? When we're recording this, 22nd? I don't know. I think 22nd. Yeah, 22nd. Time, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Mitch Moreland obviously hit a seventh home run. Uh, what about you, Chris? What were you most impressed by? Do you think that this is a sign of thing, good things to come for the Boston Red Sox? Uh, Sandy Leone fixed the Red Sox. Oh, <laughs> don't even take. go there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. Uh, it, it actually it, it showed the true colors that we were expecting going into the season where you would get strong started pitching and then the bullpen would come in and be not a disaster but shaky uh definitely but at least at least the offense was there for to to bail them out this time yeah and and the bullpen was shaky but there there were times like yesterday's game outside of matt barnes i think they went six innings of one earned run like they they pitched well um marcus walden had two innings i believe ryan brazier had another good inning uh, he struggled in Saturday's game, but Vasquez bailed, bailed him out. But, um, yeah, um, Barnes looks good. Brazier looks okay. Walden looks like the the second coming. So, I mean, th- there's some good stuff in the bullpen going on right now, uh, outside of Heath Embry, of course. Um, yeah, and Thornburg. Oh, oh, yeah. Got to mention the Thornburg. <laughs> yeah, not letting you let that one down. My ever, man T. Chris. Thorns over there. <laughs> yeah, Perry, I don't know if you listened to our hot take episode, but Chris and I both came out with very controversial hot takes. Mine was that Heath Henry would have a better season or a similar season than Ryan Brazier, and Chris's was Tyler Thornburg would accumulate the most saves for the Red Sox in 2019. <laughs> Not looking good for us. I declared them both as blasphemy, so let <laughs> yeah. that be on the record. I think my uh, take on the last podcast I was on is that Pedroia would have more than home, one home run, so that's not looking too great either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... That, um, I, I think it's more, out of, it's more in the realm of possibility than our takes, probably. <laughs> If Detroit well, ever comes back. Yeah, if you can stay on the field for more than two games, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, what about you, Perry? Yeah, tell me your thoughts on this series, and what were you most encouraged by? 
I do think this was a promising series for us, mostly because it was our most well-rounded series. It was a lot of times these losses early on were like, if the hitting was good, the bullpen was bad. If the bullpen was good, the starting pitching was bad. But in the Rays series, everybody was picking each other up. If we went down runs, the offense was able to combat that or the starting pitching was good. Everything just seemed to be clicking. And I mean, the Rays are a good team. They have great pitching and uh, we hit them well. And I think this is a good sign for things to come. Yeah, I, I remember watching Friday's game, and it was early, and I think it was only it was zero zero. And I looked; they they had a sh- camera angle. I was on the Rays broadcast, and it just showed the Red Sox dugout, and they were absolutely lifeless. Like there was no smiles on the bench. I mean, I mean, I I, I get it. I mean, it's not been a good start. And then they they just turned it around like in the blink of an eye. And I mean, still they're nine and thirteen. They've dug themselves in a hole, but this was a very encouraging sign all around. Um. But speaking of Dustin Madroya, I, I say we should we should talk about him real quick because Dustin Madroya obviously landed on the injured list, the ten day IL uh, with lingering knee problems. It's not as serious as once supposed, but um, yeah, this this does have ramifications. Zui Lin was called up, uh, so was Michael Chavis. Um, Brock Holt's rehab assignment was cut short, and Eduardo Nunez was also placed back on the IL. So there's like a revolving door of second basins right now. Uh, it's a carousel. So I want I want to get your guys' thoughts on Pedroia's injury and and what this means for the second base position going forward and and I'll start with you Dave. So Pedroia, we're at the point where any injury is a serious one. I don't care what they're telling me. The dude's had two years to get healthy and he just hasn't done it. I'm at the point where anything he gives, I take as a positive. But right now, I think your starting second baseman is uh, Ch- Javis and Lynn just plan on having that be the platoon for the rest of the year. I'm a big believer in Lynn, and Chavis obviously showed what he can do. And you, you can mask the defense, I'd imagine, because it's not going to be great. Lynn's a great defender, but the bat's not always there. But I think combined you can get decent enough production at second base where you'll be fine because the rest of the team's in pretty good shape. Yeah, the I think that's going to be really interesting because I think the Red Sox were pushing back initially on Chavis at second, but then he started Sunday, right? Sunday at second? Yeah, originally um, yeah. it was going to be Chavis at first and third, but then I think the day that Holt, Holt's rehab assignment got cut short, Chavis started at second the next day. So I think the Red Sox are aware of the situation they're in. Yeah, which 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 makes sense. Um, what, what about you, Chris? Are are you what are you thinking with the second base the second base carousel, and when, what are you thinking about Pedro's future? I'm hoping that this doesn't spur Dombrowski to go get Ian Kinsler again at the deadline. Oh, don't <laughs> even. Um, <laughs> don't even. We don't have a tie betray to dangle, do we? Uh, Who's our betray? I'm sure they could find I mean, somebody. Probably your, your best re- pure reliever is probably uh, Lakens right now because Feldman's, complete, Feldman's completely off limits, but Lakens isn't as good as Buttry, and that, it, the wound is still too raw. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think betrays a lot of run. Has he? Maybe one. last I checked, he hasn't. I don't think he has it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has either. So that's a that's a win right there. Uh, God, I hate that trade. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, but it, in reality, with Dustin Pedroia, I don't. I don't. I still don't expect anything from him. And I never did. Um, I just never thought that he he's getting older, and unfortunately, I just I, I don't see anything. But for people that are saying, let's get rid of him, DFM, whatever. You may as well just put him on the DL. You have to pay him anyway, or IL. Sorry, uh, you have to pay him anyways. So why not just let him hang out on the IL if he wants to? Um, but 
to me, it's it's one of those things where I, I hope he comes back, but it's looking less and less promising. Nice catch with the IL. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, I got to be sensitive. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I think that it would just be disrespectful considering all the Padres done if you just straight up DFA DFA him at this point. And as you said, you're going to pay him anyway. Um, if he's ever healthy again, I guess maybe there's a semblance of a player there. But it's 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 not looking good. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Perry, what about you? What are you th- what are your thoughts on this? I like the idea of uh, Chavez and Lynn doing the uh, rotating door there because I mean, why not? They're the pos- uh, their future, of the position. Eduardo Nunez isn't going to give you any more production than they are. Uh, Dustin Pedroia is never going to be back to what he was. It's just too many injuries at his age. And like we said, even though it's the smaller one with his cleat just getting caught in the dirt, it's that same knee that's been bugging him, and he just doesn't look like how he used to it just comes with age but i like the idea of having the young guys in there see what they can do and i mean nunez isn't the future of the position so let them play yeah i think i think we're all gonna just do one big retweet on that um yeah uh pedroia i I mean i I obviously i think we all wish him well in his recovery and hope he comes back but right now it seems like it's going to be wheelan and shavis and and shavis can hit the ball so I, 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 yes, I think, he can. I think I, I honestly would rather him take the majority of, of of playing time at second. But there's also a way you can get him in. You can give Devers the occasional rest day at third. You can rotate Bradley out of the outfield. Put Martinez in the outfield. Put Moreland or Chavis at DH. So there are ways to implement Chavis on this team. It doesn't necessarily have to be as the starting second baseman, but that's obviously an option too. Um, there was other big news this week, and we didn't get to talk about this either. This may be old news, but considering it was so, so surprising to a lot of Red Sox fans, I think this literally happened the, the, the day after we recorded the last episode, so like exactly a week ago. Um, Blake Swihart was unfortunately DFA'd and uh, obviously subsequently traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks for, uh, uh, as well as international money um, for a minor league outfielder. Um, it's, it's sad that Swihart's going. I think he actually put something out on Instagram today, um, to Red Sox fan, though I didn't actually see it, but, um, yeah, guys, what were your thoughts on Swihart's departure? Do you guys stand with this move? Uh, I'm going to start with Perry this time. Well, let's go the, let's go the other side <laughs> of the revolving door. Finally. Finally. Um, I know, right? I mean, Swihart's been mismanaged from the beginning. He was an excellent catching prospect, for, and we never got to see him in a full capacity. They had him playing second. They had him playing all over the field and just never put him in that catcher spot. And uh, I think it was just poorly timed. If we did it earlier, we could have got more for him. But it, it's tough to see him go. I was surprised he was an uh, odd catcher out. I thought he was the future there. And uh, he seemed well-liked. I saw something today. I think it was on Twitter. He was at the Veritex house saying goodbye to everybody, which is yeah. kind of tough to see. But, um, yeah, it's it's just been mismanaged, like, his whole career here. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how close Jason Veritek and Blake Swihart are. Like, they, they hang out all the time, which, I mean, given their age difference, I mean, this is not that surprising, but that's cool. And that's got to show some belief that Veritek has in him. I mean, exactly. that's a great guy to get a recommendation from. Yeah, I mean, you have to think, like, Veritek's worked in that front office, and Swihart was the budding, you know, Messiah catcher, so it obviously did not, I I, I feel bad saying it didn't work out, but it didn't work out in terms of Red Sox. Uh, What about you, Chris? Swihart, this hurts you probably. I'm angry. Yeah. (laughs) What were you more angry about, this or the ticket thing? So, what ticket thing? 
so you can't go to the Red Sox oh, yeah, game because of your confidence. That's I just said like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am probably more angry about the tickets than I am about Blake Swihart, but I'm still angry about Blake Swihart. Um, I'm not really, I'm not mad in the fact that they let him go um, because the dude deserves to play somewhere. Uh, he, he deserves a chance because the Red Sox never gave him a chance. I'm more mad about the comments that came out surrounding it and everything else. Uh, basically, coming out of spring training, Dombrowski was quoted, I don't have it up in front of me, uh, he was quoted as saying something along the lines of, hey, we all got together, had a conversation, um, and it was ultimately my decision, like saying, hey, I'm, I wanted Swihart on the roster, which means there was a split there, which I'm assuming means that Alex Cora didn't want Swihart on the roster and he wanted Sandy Leone. So, I'm thinking either A, the players, pitchers, complained, or Cora and the pitching coach were just so dead set against Blake Swihart that they were just like, you know what, we're really not going to give him a chance. Like 17 games, or whatever, 17, 18 games, however many it was before he got DFA, that's not, that's not enough to assess anything. And I just think it's such a panic move to do that. And now that I think, it's, it's almost like we just took Blake Swihart and threw him under the bus. And that's what I feel like they were doing. And that's what I feel like uh, maybe Alex Cora and the staff was doing, was just throwing Swihart under the bus because they could, and they didn't want him. Um, but from the sounds of it, Dombrowski wanted him there, but it, the player, either the players or management didn't want him there beyond Dombrowski. And that's, that's kind of more what I'm mad about. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm going to echo that too. I, I think it was a total panic move. I mean, the Red Sox were obviously scuffling, and Sandy Leone was heralded by the by the rotation time and time again last year as the best, you know, pitch handler of all time. And I could totally see that, I mean, when the rotation was going in a historically bad way, some of them were like, hey, we need to get Leon back here. But, I mean, it's ridiculous to assert that their their success is contingent on Sandy Leon because Chris Sale in Chicago didn't have Sandy Leon when he was a perennial Cy Young Award candidate. Nathan Avoldi has been excellent before he got to the Red Sox. Rick Marcello has been the same guy he was on the Tigers as he was on the Red Sox. David Price has been a perennial all-star without Sandy Leone. So you have, like, evidence of all these guys thriving without Sandy Leone. So I, Swihart clearly is the better hitter, clearly the better player, not the better defender, but it, it just seemed like a total panic move. Yeah, and I, I just think at some point it's like they're looking for somebody to blame, but why don't they just blame the pitchers? Uh, you know, Dave said it before, you know, a guy sets up, the, the catcher sets up on the outside part of the plate, and then all of a sudden the fastball's down the middle or up and in or wherever. And it's just, you, the catcher... That's not the catcher. Yeah, the catcher can't force you to throw the ball in the right place. And if you want to blame anyone, like, blame Alex Cora for clearly having the starters not ready for the season. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that was a big part of it, too. I mean, like, what, that was like a weird spring training regimen they all had. And catcher's ERA is the biggest lie on the planet. You want to know the difference between Sandy Leone and Blake Swihart's? Swihart started 23 games since uh, since 2018 behind the plate. The starting pitchers have been Velasquez, Johnson, Pomeranz. I think he's only he's only had three good starters, and that was two of Evaldi and one of Eddie Rodriguez. He's never caught Sailor Price. I don't think he caught Porcello either, for that matter. So, yeah, the record's going to be a little worse. The ERA's not going to be as great. Yeah, now I th- it was a, it was obviously a panic move, and you know regardless of the Red Sox turning around, if the pitching starts getting better, 
and, I, and there are a lot of people tweet about this. It's not going to be because of Sandy Leone uh, reemergence. It, it's going to be because these pitchers are great and they have just gotten this scuffle. But speaking of these pitchers, well, um, I got one more. I got. I got one more. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 I got. I got another pitch. jab too. Oh, I, got, I got another all jab. Right, yeah. all right, so, all right. so far, David Chris. So far, I believe Sandy's caught 13 innings, and he's allowed 10 runs. So great job fixing it, Sandy. You're a goddamn mastermind. You go, Chris. So, so I, I, think, um, I think Sandy Leone actually could challenge Chris Davis for that uh, hit list streak. Yeah, might, I, might be something I, I, to watch. It's there. not out of the question. Might anybody, be something to watch. If anybody's there. gonna challenge Chris Davis, it's going to be Sandy Leone for that. I genuinely think Rick Porcello is a better hitter. Like, not even as a joke. Nathan Avoldi will be out four to six weeks with, I think, what it is a loose bones. Right? Is I have no idea what loose that is. body. Yeah, loose body. body. I keep seeing that. I don't know what that means. Yeah, and, I, and apparently they're taking the loose bodies out, which just sounds very interesting. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound good. Like, no. It, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's not, it seems to be minor, but it just doesn't sound good. I, I wish I knew more about anatomy. Me too. Because <laughs> I have, I have no, I, I, I was saying loose bones, but yeah, I, loose body makes just as, as much not sense. So, um, Avoldi will be out four to six weeks and yeah, we're going to have to talk about what the Red Sox are going to do in his absence. It's going to be interesting to see how they kind of patch this up. Hector Velasquez um, has been the guy doing some spot starts recently, and he will pitch in Game 2 tomorrow because today's game, uh, Monday's game when we're recording, has gotten uh, obviously rained out. So what do you guys think of Nathan Avoldi's injury, and, and how do you think the Red Sox are going to meander this? Uh, I'll start with you, Dave. So obviously Avaldi's injury is unfortunate, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be like a season-ruining type of thing. Avaldi had a similar thing happen last year with the Rays where he missed two months of the season. But he said that the Rays were being cautious with him because he was also coming back from Tommy John. So I'm expecting him to be back in probably around six weeks is the likely time frame. And obviously from last year, we know that he's able to come back from something like this and just absolutely dominate. So it's an unfortunate setback, but it's not like this is ruining the rotation forever by any means. In the meantime, I think the best thing to do is roll with Velasquez as the technical fifth starter, but basically just use a bullpen game. I'd promote Mike Schwarren and have him and Velasquez basically team up every fifth game to hopefully take on about six innings and let the rest of the bullpen finish the rest of the game. Yeah, and I I think that's ultimately what's going to end up happening, at least so far as Velasquez is a more prominent role in the rotation because he's done well as the sixth guy. Uh, what about you, Chris? What are your th- What are your thoughts? There is a camp of people that want the Red Sox to sign Keuchel. I, <laughs> I am not in said camp. Um, it's not happening. It is, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I am good with just riding with whatever you can throw out there um, until he's good to go. And realistically, I think this is what happens when you sign a guy for what was it two months of really good work. Uh, I think this is just kind of like. What it's it, it's not going to be like a reoccurring thing, but I think it's just something that people are going to have to deal with. And given his price tag, it's just going to kind of put a microscope on it. That's all. But I, uh, I, I think it's it's fine. I, I think he'll be fine. So Keiko is ridiculous. I, I think that would obviously be way too much money for something the Red Sox don't really need, though. I mean, obviously rotation is not doing very well right now. Um, if you're going to sign a guy, which I don't, I'm not even a big advocate for. I mean, Gio Gonzalez, uh, obviously just got 
released from his Yankee contract. I think that would be more interesting and more financially practical to pursue. But again, like uh, Voldy's not going to be out long, and um, you obviously need starting pitching depth. But that 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 would be my thinking if I had to go uh, like from an outside source. But Mike Schwarn, three sixty three ERA, two sixty two FIP, and four starts in Pawtucket. He's done an incredible job, and I think that that is better than what Gio Gonzalez can do in AAA. So, yeah, Mike Schwarn seems like a, a nice bet to be called up at this point. Uh, what Darwinson Hernandez is a dark horse, too, but I think he needs yeah. more time in uh, the minors. Yeah, that, that's another thought of who could come up. I could definitely see that, too. Uh, what about you, Perry? What are you thinking? Yeah, I wouldn't see uh, mind seeing Schwarn get some starts. He's been really great in AAA, but uh, Velasquez has more experience. Maybe they could revolve them at the end. But yeah, the people calling for outside of the organization, it's just not going to happen. We don't have the money, especially for somebody like Keuchel, who's sitting out of playing baseball for wanting more money, which is not going to happen. But yeah, I like the idea of uh, Velasquez back there, maybe rotate with whoever you can bring up from the minors. Mm, fair point. And I, and I think that, that this is obviously going to be the most practical route. Um, they, still have, they still have open 40-man roster slots, I think. How many? They do. Like two, I think. Maybe. Mm-hmm. One or two. Two sounds right. Two sounds right. Yeah, okay. That, that, is Marco Hernandez technically on the 40-man roster right now, or is he still on the I 60 think he's DL? still on the 60 yeah, DL. 60. Oh, yeah, Marco Hernandez is doing a little bit of rehabbing. That's pretty exciting. Are you guys ready? He can play second. <laughs> The Red Sox. Been, the Red Sox. This is the most frustrating thing for me over the past couple of years. Is the Red Sox are constructed with so many middle infielders, and they just they can't find like one guy to just stay healthy and be there all the time. <laughs> it's so oh, frustrating to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a hard. It's been hard to watch it second for the past couple of years with the Droy okay. injury. Um, okay, so let's do a little looking into the future before we get to the slew of Twitter questions that we have from three people, but three great. Three great Twitter followers. <laughs> so my my, my first, I, I want to ask you guys, uh, what 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 are you guys expecting out of this upcoming series against the Detroit Tigers? We got a doubleheader tomorrow, and then the concluding game on Wednesday, I believe. Um, what do you, what are you guys looking forward to most in this series? I'll start with you, Chris. Let's let's do chaos. This has never happened before. Let's go in the middle, Chris. You go first. I hate fun. uh but i I, i'm expecting because the tigers are uh, name like 10 guys on the tigers you probably can't um i can name at least three or four maybe five i don't want to bet because you're a loser who just watches baseball all the time so (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, i'll retract wait 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 wait. let me see if i can do it all right this is gonna be this is gonna be good for everybody listening uh, we got Miguel Cabrera. That's that's one. Okay. Um, is his name Matt Boyd? Yeah, Matthew Boyd. Yeah, he, he's a pitcher. Um, I don't think I can do ten. Nicholas Castellanos. That's a guy. Is he still there? He's still there. He is still there. I only know that because he's on my fantasy traded. team. Um, that's like it. That's all I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you out a little bit. We got Shane Green, Joe Jimenez. You got uh, Candelero at third base. Can't pronounce his first name, That's but he's, he's he's good. Uh, you got Goodrum, Nico Goodrum in the outfield. I don't know if he's active, but he he was there. You have Jordan Zimmerman in the rotation. Mike Fires is gone. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. He's still alive. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Zimmerman almost pitched, he was had a no hitter going through seven of his first start. I think right, something like that. Sure. Uh, 
<laughs> either way, who was taking your word who, for it? Either way, the Tigers Jose are the. Iglesias? No, he's no, no he's a free agent. agent, I think. Yeah, I don't think he's signed. Really? Yeah, who who's catching for them? Me, Jared Altolamakia. <laughs> no, he's retired. I, I know that's not true. He I, was for like two minutes last year. So either way, just the fact that we're all pretty big into the baseballs here. Um, and we can't name people on the Tigers. I, <laughs> I, I'm expecting, I think it's a four game series, I think. Uh, and I'm expecting at least three out of four and that, and anything else I, I'd feel like that's a, that's a failure. <laughs> that's what I yeah, would feel absolutely. like, especially coming off of that sweep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, you, do you echo those thoughts or do you have your own independent th- thoughts that you would like to voice? Retweet. Ah, oh, good use of the retweet. Hey, hey guys, before we, before we continue on here. Uh, there's a guy named Buck Farmer on that team. Buck Farmer. Wow. Tyson Ross. What a strong name. What a strong name. Spencer Turnbull. Drew. Tyson Grinders are a catcher, by the way. Drew Verhagen. They have. You're just making up names now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like. These are real. Oh, they have Josh Harrison. Remember, they got him. Poor Josh Harrison. I know. (laughs) Detroit. Detroit, and the and the sad thing is, Detroit has a better record than the Red Sox right now. And yeah, well, we are eating them alive. It won't last. I, you know, I don't know what this Red Sox season is going to look like, and when it all said done, but I can guarantee you they will have more wins than the Tigers. I will put I will put my life for the, on that. Eh, I don't want to put my life, but I will put something <laughs> on that. I will put my JBJ in flames, my JBJ jersey in flames. If uh, the Tigers have more wins than the Red Sox, all right, I'm not it'd be the this. first time he ever caught it. fire in his career. Yes, he would. <laughs> Oh, ouch! That I didn't like that comment, Dave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what about you, Perry? Do you want to retweet that, or you got some stuff um, to look forward to? I mean, retweet. Shout out to Dave Dombrowski for rooting the Tigers, and uh, let's just get some solid starts and hopefully get some wins. Twitter questions. Uh, we got again three, three questions. Uh, we have like what? Actually, like eleven questions. Three askers, but like three askers. Ask a lot of questions. I put very inquisitive fans. Plural. Yeah, they are. So we're gonna start with the one person who only has one question, and this is resparkled at resparkled, and I think yeah at resparkled. That's an uh, awesome. There's an underscore. Yeah, no, they're very active on our Twitter page. We we love them. They're no, I don't, great. I don't care about that. They have an awesome name. <laughs> they got a diamond emoji next to their hand or next to their name too. Whoever so you are, resparkled. Cool. I love you. A cloud uh, yeah, avatar. <laughs> so um, their question is Chris's favorite question. So we have to start with Chris. Where's Kimbrel smiley face? No, get out of here. All right, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> I'm taking it back. No. Uh, for context, Chris has refused to talk about Craig Kimbrel. Next uh, question, please. No, I, we have to answer this. Where's Kimbrel? Is he coming to Boston? He's he's in free agency right now. Nobody wants to sign him because he costs too much money. He's an idiot. So let's move why on. Did, why didn't he come to the ring ceremony, Chris? Because he's an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a distraction. I don't know. Like this, it's just like, dude, what are you doing? I think he can be I mean, on the show at this point. At this point, he messed it up. Mm. That's where Strong I'm at. Blame is on uh, him. Craig Kimbrel, come fight me. You'll win. <laughs> Perry, where's Craig Kimbrell? Uh, on his couch, watching the Red Sox bullpen do just fine without him, and I think oh, it will stay that way. Oh, do you think? Do you think he actually sits there and watches like Red Sox games in his free time? No, no, no chance. No chance. 
I mean, the guy's yeah. Not, the guy was on an episode of something I watched one time. That was very generic, and I, I'm just not going <laughs> to pursue this thought. Let's just end it where it started. Uh, Dave, where's Craig Kimbrell? Um, I don't know, sitting in his mansion, enjoying his millions and millions of dollars. Good one. You seem good at this. Dave, where's Waldo? Um, bunch of books. Yeah, all right, dude, two for two. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Craig Kimbrell will not be joining the Red Sox ever again, probably. Um, you know, that someone's going to get hurt. He's reduced his asking price. Someone will probably sign him, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. All right, moving on. I'm thinking, I'm thinking June. June? Yeah, because then he won't have draft pick compensation. Oh, yeah, that, that would actually be very enticing. And, I mean, at this point, why, why not just wait till then? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. All right, Chris, you're a smart man. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Beantown at L-A-H-N-E-R Jackson, J-A-X-O-N, has four questions for us. First one is Sox bullpen upgrade, meaning are they going to get an upgrade, I think? Uh, Dave, are they going to upgrade somehow? At the deadline, they'll probably add an arm or two, but right now I think they're good with what they got. Um, There's a bunch of really talented guys in the minors that I wholeheartedly believe in. Feltman's progressing pretty well, and Hernandez, if you really want to give up on him as a starter because he's still walking a lot of guys, you know, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Barnes, Brazier, Feltman and Hernandez is your final four guys. Like, that's a really good setup right there. So we'll probably get another arm, but by the time the end of the year rolls around, we'll be in pretty decent shape, I think. Mm. That was a really nice answer. Uh, Cut Thornburg. Ah, yeah, that's, yeah, we can all get behind that. That would be an upgrade in itself. Uh, yeah. Chris, what about you? Sox bullpen upgrade, question mark. Nope. Mm, you think this should stay pretty? Yeah, because we wanted them to do it last year, and Dombrowski's probably at this point just like, you know what, I don't even care anymore about the bullpen. <laughs> that's, really, that's really what I feel like is going on. Well, I can see that. Uh, what about you, Perry? Sox bullpen upgrade, question mark? Uh, I mean, if anything, trade deadline. It's been pretty good so far, and it is the strongest part of our farm system, so I don't see any reason to make a move right now. Yeah, and obviously relievers are the most fungible of any positions, and you can really find strong relief additions in the minors. And as as they've all noted, they we have some. It's probably the strongest part of the farm system. So I don't think it's a pressing need whatsoever. That's my favorite uh, word that you use, by the way. What pressing? Fungible. Fungible. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good Thank word. You. Yeah, I'm an English major, man. We we learn words like fungible. <laughs> uh. So we just answered this one earlier, and it was, what's the move for second baseman? So I'm going to cross that one out. Great question, though, if we had not already covered it. Uh, His next question is, or I'm not going to assume the gender. Their next question is, are they finally out of this slump? We kind of went over that, too. Okay. (laughs) All right, this one, this one we have not covered. Beantown's failing us today. Sale going to figure it out, starting with Perry. Uh, I mean, I really hope so. It's just the command right now, and he's out there after every game saying how much he sucks, and he's definitely, like, the most hard on himself, so hopefully that helps out. But it is weird to see that the velocity still isn't there. He didn't pitch much in the spring training, and it did look better in his last start, but it kind of faded towards the end, and he still got shelled. So it's really just location right now he's got to figure out, but I think he'll do it. As Chris Sale said, uh, regarding if he's going to get better in the next start, he said, we better effing hope so. I almost dropped the yeah. F-bomb. I almost Nobody's harder on Chris. We don't have SEC rules here. Uh, we don't. We don't. So that's good. Um, 
Yeah, Chris Sale. Chris, your fellow Chris. Give me your Chris input. <laughs> Sandy Leon's here. Gonna fix yeah. it for him. So is Chris is, is Sandy Leon going to be Chris Sale's catcher for the rest of the season? Is that is that also going to happen? I think it's going to be Sale and Porcello. Pretty much. Didn't John then John Lester have a special catcher at one point. Yeah, yeah David, David Ross. Ross. David Ross. Oh yeah, I mean, but David Ross could actually hit a little bit too. Not really. He ended his career. Yes, he could. The what? The last bat of his career was uh, the game winner in the World Series. David Ross could hit. There was one season, like what well, was first season with the Red Sox, I believe, and he was he was he was he was like a hundred WRC plus or close to it. I'm gonna look. And I will say that that is de- definitively better than Sandy Leone, which is not saying a so lot. So his no, his I'm like s- his still better. His like actual statistic, like batting average and stuff like that, not very great. Uh, 216, 184, 176, 229 for the last four years of his career when he was in Boston and Chicago as John I will say his personal catcher. 85 WRC plus in 2013, which, you know, for a catcher that's about average and so much for the city they own. 71 in 2014, meh. And then he went to the Cubs, and who the hell cares at that point? <laughs> I care deeply. You care deeply. John Lester does. Yeah, John Lester. Do you- Speaking of personal catches, I don't know if you remember, like, the, I think it was the Blue Jays when R.A. Dickey went to the Mets, um, or he went from the Mets to the Blue Jays. Uh, they literally packaged Josh Toll with him. Yeah, Josh Toll. Yep. Josh Toll, um, because he was the only one that could catch a knuckleball, which with a knuckleball, I understand why you would need a personal catcher, at least more so than, than other guys. Yeah, that, that was interesting. And Tim Wakefield literally... gave Doug Mirabelli a nice long career. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Sandy Leone is literally here because of Chris Sale and Chris Sale only, and maybe Rick Porcello because Rick Porcello loves him. I think he's here more for Porcello than he is for Chris Sale. Absolutely. I was listening to uh, the baseball reporters today with Tony Maz. It was like an old one because I'm a masochist like that, and um, (laughs) he he mentioned how Chris Sale had like basically the same statistics with Sandy Leone as he did with AJ Pruszynski. And A.J. Pierzynski was not a great catcher. So good pitchers will figure out ways to pitch, um, regardless of the catcher. So I think it's more Porcello than it is Chris Dale. So I am in Tony Maserati's camp. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. So shout out Tony, not that you're listening to this. No, he's totally listening. If he is, man, call me up. <laughs> Drop your number. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, uh, for, okay, speaking of it, can I just go on a diet for against A.J. Brzezinski? Go for it. This well, is, what, this we is what we're here for. We signed him in 2014, right? That was just so unnecessary, first of all. Saltalonki was fine. Brzezinski was washed up, clearly. And Brzezinski was just a jerk. I just did not enjoy his presence at all. Nobody He's, did. I think he just... He, wasn't was he that, just, like, an all-around, like, everybody was like, this guy's a douche. Yeah, he he is, and he was, and he's on what was he, he? He at least recently was on Fox Sports, or he was doing some baseball announcing. And like, I have just this weird contempt for AJ Brzezinski. Never met the guy, but he just he just like came across as so callous and so jerky. By like all it. accounts, that's exactly who he was. Just a locker room nuisance, and he did not make up for it on the field. Exactly, no. it's not even good. That's the thing. Uh, Okay, so our next batch of questions, and we got four. I don't know how many are relevant, but, uh, okay, the first one's already not relevant. But this is from Red Sox fan, and they got a little tidal wave emoji next to their name. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about their emojis. It's at DNA. This is another really good uh, 
Twitter engaged uh, follower because they've been following us for a while and they've been engaging with us. So shout out to them and thank you for your question. Uh, this this one is fu- a fun question. It's going to be uh, directly addressed to Chris. Why is Thornburg? <laughs> why is Thornburg still on this team? He didn't pitch to a single batter in the predominantly bullpen series versus Rays. That's my, that's a my good man, question. My man T Thorns and Alex Cora have a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. That when everyone's like, we need a bullpen arm, they're just gonna like unleash the T Thorns around the around the trade deadline, and him and like Durbin Feltman are gonna team up and become like awesome. That's what's gonna go down. Is this like your? Is this like your? No, I'm like just fantasy fiction. I'm just like writing it myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> you should do like a, a narrative story for the Red Sox and Filter. Talk about the chronicles of Thorn, Thornburg and Feltman. That's where I'm. That's that's where I'm here for. <laughs> I I expect a draft by Friday. I will I will work on it. Can't wait. Uh, what about you, Dave? Why is Thornburg still on this team? There is no good reason because he's a terrible pitcher and he needs to get off because he's worse than the guys in double-A. Get him off my team and I never want to see him again. Perry, why is Thornburg still on this team? Uh, so Dave Dombrowski can try to prove himself right with that trade, but uh, he will not because <laughs> Tyler Thornburg sucks and he's the odd man out and yeah, he should be out of here. Yeah, I mean, like, if he if he's given at least, like, Heath Hembree-level production, maybe somehow Dave Nebraska can feel somewhat okay. Uh, no, he can't. He'll never feel okay about no. that. I'm yeah. just no. I'm Travis Shaw. I mean, so we much. have a second baseman right now. Uh, a locked-in second baseman. Though Travis Shaw is struggling right now. I don't know if anyone's keeping up with him. Yes, it's doing better than Thornburg. <laughs> that, honestly, uh, it's that uh, bad right now, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't... It's a struggle bus in Milwaukee. Yeah, man. He's uh, getting the other pro- Here's the other prospects, too. Yeah, that too. But we don't like to talk about that. Um, next one, and we kind of talked about this, but not really in-depth. De- uh, in uh, and let's start with Perry here. Should Sox face reality and trade for a second baseman? This is a interesting question. Um, I'd say give it time with what we have now. Wait till June. See if Chavez can play there, if his glove is okay, or see if Lynn can pick up the hitting. But, I mean... Yeah, if not, try to make a move. It's yeah. been a constant like position of just not having anybody there since Pedroia has been down. So, I think that is the biggest weakest link right now, and uh, probably do something about it. And there is a very good possibility, as we said before, that Ian Kinsler is available uh, come deadline time. So he's on a one-year <laughs> deal in San Diego. Bring him back. Uh, bring him back. I mean, look, the Red Sox were World Series champs when he was on the roster, and they're obviously in, in next to last place right now. I'm not saying he's the X Factor, but I'm not not saying it at the same Do time. Do you want me to like just go on a tirade because you're going down the right path? A little bit. That's the thing, Doc. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, what about you? Should 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 they trade for a second baseman? They got six guys on the 40-man roster that should, in theory, be able to cover one position. <laughs> in theory so no and uh, I, I yeah I say no too and, and I think if you think about it like the Red Sox don't really have the prospect capital, capital to really move for a significant upgrade at the position like I mean they have guys who pro- hopefully at least one of them can be average and having Brock Holt back would probably be the most ideal route but I mean Chavis and, and Lynn hopefully will will hold the position uh, Dave, what about you? Is is a trade looming for this second base position? No, we can get by with what we have. Because if you look around the market, I know you brought up Kinsler as a joke, but if you're looking for a guy with 
overrated defense and a bat that can maybe make contact every now and again. When you get lucky, you have Zhu Wei Lin already. What's the point in trading for Zhu Wei Lin, but more expensive, older, and more prone to breaking? Yeah. Uh, so this final question for Red Sox fan, and Dave, I don't know if you actually scanned the questions before this episode. I did not. This one is going to probably hurt you more than you've ever, anything you've ever heard. Uh, this Don't final question know. is, send Devers down to AAA to work on his D. Dave, go ahead. <laughs> I'm hanging up. <laughs> I, I no, that, that's, no, that's stupid and dumb, no. Do you think the possibility that Chavis comes out and performs and he takes over the third base? No, Chavis no. isn't a good enough defender to justify having him play over Devers. He's probably a better glove, but he's not nearly as good with the bat. The only guy whose glove would necessitate uh, a new position would be Dahlbeck, but he's still a ways away if he even makes the majors at all. So, no. No, no. Uh, Chris, no. what about you? Are you are you in no land too? Or? I'm in no land. Why are you in no land? Because it's stupid. <laughs> okay. Carrie, what about you? Are you in yes land? I am in no land. But my favorite part about Devers' love is that he makes, like, chalets very easily, and then he just lets the easy ones go right through him. He makes, yeah. the, um, he makes the amazing look routine and the routine look atrocious. It's very entertaining. Like, you never know what you're going to get. So keep him around. Keep us he, entertained. He, he's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Never know what nice. You're get. Oh, nice force Gump reference right there. That's what the listeners needed to complete this episode. I hear a train. Uh, I hear a train too. Here comes the train. Choo choo. Welcome Not to me. Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Where you hear a train every ten minutes and get stuck behind them. Every oh 10 wow, that must be fun. Oh, that's the best, especially when you're going to class. The best. You have to wait. Like there's a there's a train tracks on campus. Oh, I've got, I got uh, some classes kind of far away, but uh, yeah, they're like right on campus, and it's uh, it's the worst. That sounds awful, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, nothing you can like, do except wait. Probably no way to circumvent that either. Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, also, going back to Devers, uh, he has yet to hit a home run. Um, that is, we're still on Devers' home run watch, but I mean, he's done fine. He's WRC Plus is 87, which is very close to what it was last year at 90. Um, he hasn't hit for as much power, but I mean his defense is, is, is again like it's it's very erratic, but it's not the worst in the world. Um, so and, and everyone who's like cl- cha- like claim for Chavis or Dahlbeck, Devers is younger than both of them. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, that's weird to think about. And, that is so weird. And to be fair, Sandy Leone hasn't hit a home run either. Oh, don't even. Don't even compare those two. <laughs> I don't think Ian Kinsler's at home run either, if we're going down that route. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, JBJ no surprise. has not hit a home run. Oh, JBJ is, I think, the um, worst WRC plus in the league right now. It's been brutal. Yeah. Not worse than Sandy. Going on. Yeah, uh, oh, dude, I don't even know. I think it's like negative 15 right now. Oh, that's uh, bad. He put, a, he put a sexy bunt on uh, yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, that was a good bunt. Yeah. That was huge. Nice Honestly, small it's probably his best, uh, best contract <laughs> of the season. <laughs> I, uh, I will objectively say that it is. Uh, having watched exclusively every single JBJ at bat, that was the, uh, that was the best one. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, that's going to conclude it for those Twitter questions. And that's going to conclude it for this episode, actually. So, guys, uh, before we go, let's dish out some departing thoughts. Um, 
Dave, you always start with the departing thoughts, so I'll let you keep this tradition going. What's your departing thought? All right, so departing thought. I've accepted that Darwin's and Hernandez is destined for the bullpen, whether I like it or not. So Tanner Huck is a starter. He pitched today five innings, nine strikeouts, didn't allow a run, and the only reason it was only five innings, the game got rained out after five. He's fantastic. This is his second in a while, and look for him to climb up a lot of prospect rankings because he's really good. Retweet. Uh, Chris, departing thought. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how they got on the Matt Barnes Express. The uh, conductors being a little rude and won't let me on. I was selling you tickets you, all yeah, off-season no. long. Yeah, well, <laughs> back the train up, and I'll, I'll just jump on. I'll get on the caboose. No, man, <laughs> the caboose on. is way too far gone now. Yeah. The whole train. Well, it's know. in a different country. Have fun on the broken remains of the Tyler Thornburn wagon. <laughs> not a fun wagon to be on. As Who's long pushing as it's the not rusty? As long as it's not I don't rusty, think pushing. Oh, it's rusty. It oh, is man. incredibly rusty. Oh, God. <laughs> you have to get a tetanus shot. Yeah, I gotta My make God. sure I'm up to date. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, Dave. Uh, not Dave. Perry, departing thought. Uh, I am optimistic right now. I think we looked our best again in this race series. Um, and I think Chris Hale bounces back this week, and that'll be the one thing that clicks, and we uh, start winning some games here. That's a good one. Uh, mine is going to be about Christian Vasquez because I know we touched on this, but we, we haven't given this man enough love. Guy's got a 491 slug right now, and people can say, you know, that's not going to, you know, remain consistent. His highest slug before is 404 in a season. But his BABIP right now, you, you would think, I mean, he has a 73 WRC plus total because he's not getting on base and not hitting for a lot of contact, but you would think his BABIP is probably high. He has a 189 BABIP. A 189 BABIP. His career BABIP is 288. So if you know anything, that's going to go up, and a lot of these balls that he's hitting are going to start falling for hits. So uh, there's more offensive production there that has been untapped. So Christian Vasquez, I've been very impressed with what you've done so far, and I, I think there's more to come. I don't think he's going to hit. Uh, I, I think he's going to clear 10 home runs this year. I mean, he's already on a good pace, but I don't think he's going to, like, clobber a 450 slug. But I think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be more like the 2017 version of Christian Vasquez. So that's, that's exciting for me. But, yeah, guys. That's going to do it for the 48th episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Bosox Unfiltered and check out our, our all of our recaps and all of our material on RedSoxUnfiltered.com. We have a recap for every game. We have a lot of great analysis from a variety of writers, including the four people you have heard speak today. Um, additionally, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Bosox Unfiltered, like the Facebook page. Um, and yeah, you can listen to this podcast on a variety of platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, and if our wonder, wonderful affiliate, uh, The Grueling Truth, decides to put this on their many platforms, you can also listen to this on iHeartRadio and YouTube. So that's pretty neat. There is not, There are many places to listen to us, so please listen to us on this one. Um, and if you want to do multiple ones, I don't know why you would want to listen to my voice for that long, but that's up to you. <laughs> but yeah, let's go Red Sox, guys. It's got, we're starting a 10-game homestand. It's going to start with Detroit. There's a lot of momentum going towards the Red Sox, the defending World Series champions right now, and, and I'm excited to see what, what the record will be when the next time. Uh, go Red Sox. Bye. Thanks for listening. I need to just do like a blooper I'm gonna, reel. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna create a blooper like... <laughs> Alright. The wife we're, made we're the back. bottle. She left.
She's going to take care of the angry child. And maybe the cats will stop going in and out the door. So you know what that means? That means it's departing thought time, right? Yeah, whatever. Did I have to start my bit over? You're going to have to. Ah, all right, all right. I felt really <laughs> good about that one. All right, give me, give me a thumbs up. I can't I mean, give you a thumbs up. Word. Give me a, just say the words thumbs, thumbs up. Give me the words thumbs up. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. All right, Chris has been doing that creepy Perry chant uh, since I told him you've been coming on. So. I like it. <laughs> is that like oh, an shit, illusion? Chad is that a pop doing good too? Reference? No, I don't think so. Just, I don't okay. think so. I just, I just have many fans. You just have a lot of fans, Chris. Yeah. Chief among them.